Why is there no Chag HaGiyula for any of the 22 liberations of the Tzemach Tzedek? Uh, first of all, the story very briefly. Um, the Haskalah, the reform, which started in Western Europe and in Germany, had tried very, very much to make inroads into the Jewish communities all over the world. And they showed some success in a lot of places. Their greatest resistance was where Chesidus was, because the Chesidus Rebbe, the Chesidus Tzadikim, the Mashemtiv, the Magid, and also the Alter Rebbe, uh, smelled a rat, as it were. They saw straight through them. They couldn't fool them. And there are Rishimis from the previous Rebbe where he tells stories about Shimon Akoifer and others who had tried to deceive the Alter Rebbe, and they couldn't fool him. It's Yadua that the Gro, the Vilna Gon, who was a Chosid and a Gon, sent his Talmidim to Berlin because they, they managed to convince him that their interest was only Chochmah and not to steal God and faith from the Jewish people. But the Chassidim and the Chassidish Rebbe's they couldn't fool. So in Eastern Europe, where Chassidus was, the reform had no inroads. But they tried very hard. And they worked very hard. And there was a lot of cruelty about it. In other words, they, they were on a mission. And if we were going to stand in their way, they would do whatever necessary to get us to be reformed, even if they had to use uh, unsavory methods, mean and evil and hurtful techniques. Um, and one of the many things that they did was that they involved the government of Russia. And their pretense, their front, was education. Jews have been educating their children for thousands of years. The whole phenomena of public education is a relatively modern idea. And, uh, but the Jews need to be taught how to educate their children. They don't know. They need to be reformed, to be modernized. And they put enormous pressure on the Jewish community to create modern schools, reformed schools, with new ideas and new techniques and new methods. And of course, at the base of it was giving primacy to intellectualism and scholarship and even skepticism at the expense of faith and spirit and the whole Yiddishkeit. We exist not because we're smart, even though Jewish people are known as people of the book. We exist because of our faith. And, um, and there, was, there was a lot of pushing and pulling on for a very, very long time. And it culminated in a famous meeting that took place in 1843, Tafresh Kimmel in Petersburg, where they invited five people, one to represent the Hasidim, the Tzemach Tzedek, one to represent the Misnagdim, the Elamisha, Reb Ichel of Elojna, the son of the great Abchaim Velojna, one to represent the business community, whose name was Halpudin, and one to represent the, the Haskalah, and his name was Betzal Shteren. And the fifth person was the government agent, who was an anti-Semite, and he always sided with the reform. The Tzemach Tzedek went to Petersburg and spent three months there. And he was under an enormous amount of stress. He had his children and many people say till him all the time. The Tzemach Tzedek's Rebetzin, Chayamushka, who was obviously very close to him, was a Tzedeketh. She was the daughter of the Mittal Rebbe. Whenever the Tzemach Tzedek had difficulties, he would go into his wife and he would say, Zok famira porka pitlach tilim. Please say some tilim for me. He used to say, I think very highly of his wife's tilim, his rebbe's tilim. She's the true daughter of a Talmud Chochem. He went to that meeting and took tachrichim. He 
took shrouds. In other words, the, the message was that need be is not going to come back alive. And of course, there's the famous story that the Tzemach Tzedek was asked. How could you be so reckless with your life? You have chassidim. And the Tzemach Tzedek gave two answers to that question. One of the answers was, I'm leaving them my sons. And the other answer is, the, 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 the achtos of chassidim, the avis of chassidim, the unity, the love amongst chassidim is going to keep them till Mashiach comes. So it is very, very stressful, very, very intense, very stressful, and very serious. He was in Petersburg for three months. He was hosted by the government, so they provided him with room and board and whatever accommodations he needed. It was, very, it was outwardly very dignified and respectful. But under the surface, it was very sinister. And Zemach wouldn't give an inch. There was no negotiating. He was absolutely adamant that nothing should be touched. Nobody has the right to tell Jews how to educate children. We're the inventors of education. We've been doing it for thousands of years, and nobody can teach us how to do it, and teach us what it means and what it's for. Um, and he fought tooth and nail. One of the interesting silver linings of this cloud was that this Betzal Shtedin, who was a modern man, he was a reformer, he was what you would call today a secular man, he was a very fine man. He was not... There was a fellow named Lilienthal who was involved in this whole mess, who was also was a, but also a reformer. But he was a corrupt man. He was a he was a sick man, and he got into all kinds of trouble. And the way the Reshima ends, the 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 kuntres at Semachzedek, it was the last paragraph said this Lilienthal got into all kinds of trouble. He had to run away from Russia. He moved to Cincinnati, and he started the reform in America. That's the story. That's the last paragraph of this book called At Semachzedek. It was Askola, is this Lilienthal, but. But, but Bitzal Shterem was a very decent man. And on a personal level, him and the Tzemach Tzedek saw eye to eye. There was a lot of mutual respect. And there were occasions during these three months when the Tzemach Tzedek would press a nerve and Bitzal Shterem would vote with him. There's a story that the question of Kabbalah came up. And they wanted to outlaw Kabbalah. And you have to remember, there were two who would always vote the same way. Tzemach Tzedek and Ishtar Lajan always voted the same. The reformer and the government person always voted the same. The business person, Halpern, usually abstained. And if it was two against two in an abstention, the government always would tip the scale. When the question was about outlawing Kabbalah, so the story is told that the Tzemach Tzedek was staying in a government building. The meetings were held at another government building, and between the two buildings there was a, a private park that belonged to the government. Tzemach Tzedek had a pass to go into this park because he was an invitee of the government, but he never did. He always walked around it. One day when they had this argument in the morning about Kabbalah, he said to his entourage, we're going to walk through the park. And uh, they walked up to Betzal Shteren, this Mr. Stern. He was sitting on a bench, deeply in thought, deeply, deeply in thought. And the Tzemach Tzedek walked up to him. And you must understand that they were diametrically opposite. They were, they were at war. But somehow there was a personal respect. And the Tzemach Tzedek quotes the Gemara. Bocha Rebbe v'yomar yesh keine ilome b'shoa achas. Shtimetons. The Gemara says about the Bein HaKadosh that he cried how a person who could sin his whole life and could do tshuva in one moment. So the expression is you can purchase the whole ilom in a moment. So Tzemach Tzedek said to this Betzal Shterin, you can purchase Elam Haba in one moment. Vote with us on the issue of Kabbalah, on that one issue. 
And he did. And he did. In any case, so this is the story. And the Temach Tzedek was so reckless. He was meeting with the highest levels of government, which meant that he, there was a certain decorum, there was a certain order, there was a certain kind of respect. And there was an enormous amount of pressure put on him and he wouldn't bend at all. At all. He wouldn't compromise anything. So frequently he would express himself in a way that could have been construed as disrespect and they'd lock him up. It was called house arrest. But house arrest was not a game. It was a serious thing. They deprived him of access to mobility and maybe to people who were with him. And of course the, the connotation was behave or else. It could get worse. So it says in Ayem Yem that during the period of his arrest this happened 22 times. 22 times he experienced this kind of house arrest. So the question is why we don't make a Chagagu'ul out of it. And I can think of many reasons. Of course, the obvious answer to the question is, uh, you know, you died of a visa. I have no idea. The second obvious answer is because the Tzermach did not declare a Mayad. Tzermach did not make a Yom Tev out of it. You remember, Yutas Kislev is a Yom Tev that al released from prison, which the al himself declared. Yud Kislev is a Yom Tev that celebrates the middle of the Rebbe's release from prison that the middle of the himself declared. Yud Beis and Yud Gimel Tammuz is a Yom Tev that celebrates the previous Rebbe's release from prison which he himself declared. Hey Tevis, Chamisha Vatevis is a Yom Tev that's due with the redemption of the Sfarim which the Rebbe himself declared. Those are the Yom Tevim that we have. Tzermach did not make it into a Yom Tev. So that's the obvious reason why. But the question is why not? And I can think of a number of answers. One of them is that there wasn't the spiritual side to it that the other events had. In other words, we know what the Rabbim say, that when al was taken to jail, it wasn't a struggle with the Misnagdim that he was dealing with. It was happening in Lamaila. There was a kitter against Hasidus. Hasidus was being judged. And his redemption was a psak, was a determined, a verdict from heaven that Hasidus is legitimate and has a right to exist and so forth. Conceivably, at that time, what Samasetic was dealing with in Russia was not based on a kitrug, lemaila, that there was some kind of an obstacle against Hasidis which had to be broken through. So if there's no spiritual side to it, Samasetic did not make a yomt of it. As you can see in our history, yeah, the Al-Tareb was released from prison twice. He didn't make a Chagagul out of the second time he was released. Because the first time it was a happening lemaila, and that's the celebration. So the first answer is, that yes, that this did not happen Lamailo, Kayakal, it happened only Lamata. So Tzemachsar didn't make a yamta of it. Another reason that I can think of is because it was never Gula Shleim, it never finished. Tzemachsar going out of that house arrest is not the, the point. That the government of Russia should stop mixing into Jewish education, that's the point. And that never ended. It went on and on and on and on. I mean, eventually what ended up happening is the reformers made schools and they were forced. Attendance. They made certain children attend. I think even some of the Tzemachtarev's own grandchildren were forced to attend these schools as part of the whatever the government decided at that time. They, they superimposed education on Jewish children against the wishes of Jewish people on the Tzemachtarev. So you're not going to make a goal if it's never, if the, if, if the no didn't win. And there may be one other reason why. And that is that we know that the Tzemach Tzedek was very wary of any pretentiousness, of any showiness, of any Lama Tisro in the Lashon HaPasach. You see, the Mittal Rebbe's Chassidus was grand. It was gorgeous, it was beautiful. 
this is such a bad word in the language of Chassidim, but I'm going to say it because it's the correct word. The culture of Chabad peaked by the middle of heaven. He had, he had on staff a choir and an orchestra. On staff, he paid people full-time to compose music, both musicians and chazonim who would compose and sing the gunim, some of which we know, like Haneres Halalu and Pada B'Sholem and the Mitla Abbas Kapelli, etc. And there was something very grand about it. The Mitla Rebbe had a stable of horses and there were chassidim who did maneuvers. These were all part of what you would call chassidic culture. In addition, there were all kinds of traditions, like the Yechidis Tans and the Nigin called Baruch Hu that they would sing. When the Mitla Rebbe was arrested and liberated, even his gula was not really such a gula shleima. The issue was that the government saw the power of Lubavitch. And they began to meddle. And the front was, the pretense was, that they, they wanted to, they felt that the, the Rabbeim were not managing the stocker funds that were being given uh, properly. And they started to mix in. And the Mitla Rebbe felt very intruded upon, very, he was not happy about it at all. When the Tzemach Tzedi became Rebbe, he deliberately stopped a lot of these traditions to take away the external grandeur of Hasidus simply to diminish what there was to look at. There was a distinct effort to uh, quiet Hasidus. They stopped the Echidus dance. They stopped many things. And it's conceivable, it's possible, that the Tzemach Tzedek felt that he would not make a Chag HaGiyula. And again, I, I'm more inclined to believe that there was no Chag HaGiyula because it was not a Gula Shleime. The story didn't end. It still hasn't finished. Um, but perhaps also this factor. He didn't want to do anything to be showy and pretentious. So he overlooked. He was mavater on this Indian. But um, these are different thoughts. That's all they are, thoughts. And uh, I don't know what the truth is. Right. I would say but uh, uh, we don't we don't uh, we don't choose right and wrong by by vote. It has to be a miss.